Welcome to Mindset Win Uncut, a version of the podcast where we give you a full-length interview with one of our incredible guests to give you more of an insight into one athlete's mindset. Today, we're hearing from one of Australia's freshest surfing talents, Molly Picklum. At only 20 years old, Molly already has some impressive wins under her belt, including two victories at World Surf League events this year alone. In this episode, Molly talks frankly about overcoming fear, the importance of having a strong support network and how to avoid being too self-critical. And we thought her insights were too good not to share with you now. Hi, I'm Molly Picklum. I'm a professional surfer, age 20 years old, and I'm aspiring to be the world's number one. I live in a family that's coastal life and lifestyle. I lived 15 minutes inland from the beach. We went every weekend. My mom dated a surf school coach for a bit there, and I was then around surf lessons, and my dad took me surfing on camping trips, um, and that was all really young, like somewhere between three and 10, and then um, 12 or 13, I got my first custom-made surfboard and started to actually try and want to do turns and stuff. And then 14, I started competing. And um, 15, 16, I got invited to a rising camp with Lane Beachley in Surfing Australia. And they kind of identified that I was a rising star and I took that and then started competing and had a really good coach and mentor that took me through. And from there, it's just been event to event. I think my biggest mental strength is how much I'm willing to try and how much I'm willing to be open-minded and try new things and look at things a different way. I'm not like superstitious in a sense and I'm super curious of different ways of the way people kind of function. That's who I am by nature. When I look back, even at school and stuff, I'd stay back and ask the teacher questions about not even school but like life and that was at like 12. So I think I was definitely just like really curious. I gave a lot of attention to schooling and I did enjoy it. I enjoyed the social aspect, but academically I was always like above average on the reports, but I wasn't the smartest kid in school. My best friend was. I have time for everyone because I'm really interested to how people got to the mindset they have. I think when you get so confident in your own way, you forget that there is other ways to approach things. There's so many ways to skin the cat in everything in the world and in life. I think my curiosity has taken me very far in what I do because of that, from chasing different waves, but also just like wanting to see how big of a wave I can go or how high I can go in the air or how big of a turn I can do or how fast I can go. My whole objective with my whole outlook on life is I just want to see how good I can get at surfing. Curiosity is also my biggest weakness in a sense, like being too curious and not committing to something which then that plays out in the water. Sometimes I'm so curious and want to hear how people approach to then get the perfect strategy for a heat and there's no perfect strategy. I think as an athlete, subconsciously, every opportunity you get given, you want to squeeze the juice and the lemon out of it. You like make the most out of it. When you get out there and start to feel what's going on in the ocean and realise that, okay, for me, I want to work on airs. And if I see that there's a bunch of airs to be had out here with conditions suiting it, then you end up wanting to surf for hours because you're like, I have an opportunity to try airs I don't get to all the time. 
And sometimes it's hard because you're fighting against your body and you're like just ended a competition sometimes and here you are pushing really hard because you've got this opportunity. So it's a constant balance and I think that's what's honestly the hardest thing because you try and do your best every moment of the day and that's really tough. Just the unpredictability and not being able to organise when you push and when you don't as a surfing athlete because the conditions change all the time and that's exactly why you could be pushing really hard after a contest because maybe during the contest there wasn't swell and there wasn't waves and then post-contest there's waves that suit what you're trying to improve away from competition. That's why it is really hard to keep balance as a surfer mentally because you just sometimes can't get a break because you're competing and then the waves get good and then you've got to push because you don't know how long the waves are going to last. The ocean, you can't control it. It's not there. It's not a track that you can turn up to every day. I think the relaxed surfers are only free surfers now. Everyone that competes, I know for a fact, is not relaxed. They're onto it. And everyone's trying to soak up every single bit of opportunity they can get by looking at forecasts, forever looking at locations where they can go and enhance their performance or ways that they can get better. I see on tour with the surfers, everyone is putting an effort in, but there's some that really go deep and really try. I do think everyone is touching kind of the mental space, but there's definitely some athletes that stand out for how much they're going into it. And I just want to add to with surfing, it's like sometimes because it's such a cruisy lifestyle, sometimes being not so deep into the mental state and just like adapt and flow with it because it's a flowy kind of a sport could be better. I don't know what the right and wrong or if there even is right or wrong because sometimes if you think too much, it can do bad things to you because you need to be flow, you need to be calm with surfing because it's just like emotion in the ocean kind of. When I'm on the water, um, free surfing, I think the general thoughts to go through your head is just like the size of hit the ocean and um because normally when you're free surfing it's kind of time off in a sense it's like quite a rejuvenating feeling when you dive into the ocean and yeah it's just like a real like sigh of relief that goes through your head and then not too long after you get thoughts of like right there's waves to do airs or there's barrels or there's whatever and then you like start to critique and set an intention for the surf and then it becomes a bit more a job of like let's try and push here I think just naturally in the mornings I like to have a routine of getting up and stretching and just doing something for myself, journaling, music, whatever. But for a heat, naturally we have to get our boards ready and prepare equipment and that's enough of a switch on that you have to do to be fully prepared for the heat. Just organising wetsuits and all the gear you need for the day down at the comp is like a routine that happens the exact same every time. Normally we have early mornings so... It starts the night before where you're starting to look at forecasts and see what boards you're going to need, which means going into your cupboard or your garage, wherever your boards are, and picking out the boards you want, starting to screw the fins in. We like to have three or four boards ready just in case we break them all. So it's quite a process. It takes a little bit of time and just putting leashes on. While I'm setting it up, the things that are going through my head, I'd say is just like psych up stuff. It changes all the time, but it's, you've got this, this is going to be fun. And just like the things I want to focus on from a performance standpoint is what will go through my head, which is more than often is owning and being confident and doing my thing because I know if I do it, it's good enough. The day before the competition, I've gone out of my mind. Just so much going on mentally that's distracting and like head noise and doubts. 
just break down before and then the then what that brings me back is just like I don't know you just say a couple things and you just grasp onto them and grab them and run with it for tomorrow and that literally could just be you know what it doesn't matter if I feel like I need to be sad or whatever it is just like let's do that then like commit to something turn up tomorrow and commit to something with a mental space because at sunset I kind of wanted to go home because I was just over it and this was like the bad attitude of me was coming from actually kind of the bad spot mentally like a little spoiled brat kind of side and I was just like we're here in Hawaii let's just make the most of it and that's what I grasped onto and I was like that's where my fire is so I think when I'm in that space I just find something that fires me up to compete and then grab onto it until it changes there's so many different mental little boxes and situations we get in as people I just try so hard to sit back in a sense and listen and accept what's going on and I keep confidence that I can win with any mindset if I'm going down there super rattled I know at the end of the day once I grab my jersey and sitting down on the beach it's game on like all that stuff doesn't even matter I know how to do my job and I'm so confident that I can do it that maybe that is my flow state that I just know how to do it I think my first event of this year showcased my mental side because I do think there's a gap like sometimes it's hard to dictate if it was your mental state or if it was physical environmental factors but this year at pipe contest I was really wanting to own and show up and give it a really good crack and I always kind of said I want to like do my best but I just really this time wanted to like own it and not be scared I have it in me so let's go and do it kind of rather be like oh let's sit back and make sure I make the right decisions and whatever I was like kind of not thinking it was just like I just want to go and do I remember I was wanting to do it so bad that I actually wasn't maybe as present in what my coaches were saying and what was happening around me which kind of made this like barrier that I kind of liked because it was like calming. I still listened and I did the job properly, but I um, remember feeling everything was kind of going past me. I was just like super tunnel vision, just wanting to get out there and do what I'd wanted to do because I just felt like I really could and I was excited for that. Success for me is the balance in how I felt throughout the event in a sense, how I was managing everything. And just like if I was happy around the event from a just a noise mentally standpoint. I have a sports psychologist and I have a coach slash mentor. The mentor, his name's Glenn Hall. I've worked with him for quite some time since I was super young and started with him first. And then the sports psychologist, Jason Patchell, has been in these last few years. It's actually been quite interesting to see the transition because as a kid having a mentor there's so much value in that to making the right decisions, not only for your career, but in general life, like just being a teenager growing up, making the right decisions was really helpful. And then the last few years having a sports psychologist has made me really make space for myself and what I want and find trust in my own abilities. My mentor and psychologist, it's always changing with tools and whatnot. I feel like every bit of life and every moment changes. So it's always different advice not contradicting, it's all along the same trajectory of one, creating space for myself, which is the psychologist side, but then the mental side of it's simple, you have the ability to just keep going for as much as you can as well as taking care of yourself. So the hardest moment of my career so far was being cut off the championship tour, which means 
you are not on the kind of T1 tour and you are now on T2 and have to fight all the rest of the year to get back to the top because only 10 surfers make the cut and continue on for a full year on tour and only five requalify on T2. And I got cut. I didn't make top 10, which meant I went back to the T2 with, I don't know, 50 surfers and had to fight my way back. When I got cut, I wasn't that bummed. I was like, cool, I have a really good sense of I'm on the journey now and it's all a part of it. So getting cut, not cut, it doesn't feel like the biggest deal. I still had confidence in my ability and everything. But in my head, I'd created a story that if I'd made the cut, I was going to develop my surfing quicker. You're like, oh, okay, the dream's kind of different now. I'm on a different tour, not the one I want to be on. And having to fight my way back, it made me feel like I was going two steps back when really it's just like part of my journey. And I then shifted my focus to, okay, I'm not going to be able to have the time and locations to develop my free surfing and surfing ability, but I can develop my competition skills because I'm going to be competing a lot. So once I made that shift, I was able to bounce back, but it was tough to let go of that because I do hold developing and getting better at surfing quite close to my heart. I have a true acceptance to the luck in surfing. It's the nature of the sport, you know. It is very tough to get your head around, but at the end of the day, if you don't get your head around it, you're never going to be able to unlock your potential because it's going to happen. You're going to lose when you feel at your absolute best because the ocean doesn't break or the luck turns into the hands of the ocean. So nearly takes pressure off in a sense because at the end of the day, even if you don't put your best foot forward, you can get through. And also if you put your best foot forward, you're not guaranteed to get through. So it works both ways. And I think that's why too I really value and want to live life as well as doing my career because at the end of the day, I can make every single minute, every second of my life to this goal of being the best surfer I can be. But sometimes maybe I'm going to be really unlucky and waves don't break when I'm feeling my best. And you never know that and you can't control that. We can only do so much. So you got to really enjoy the process of surfing because you're not guaranteed anything. Surfing is definitely dangerous. I think you got to just know yourself and how you feel when times feel dangerous. Of course, we're going to be fearful of big waves. The bottom's quite sharp and can hurt us, but you just get the right feeling. And as surfers say, if you're feeling it, then keep pushing. But as soon as you're not feeling it, don't push just to prove a point. The ocean is very humbling and it's going to show who's boss. So you've just got to go off feel. And one example of pushing through danger when you feel up to it is pipeline this year. I was out there I was actually pushing and throwing myself over the ledge of some waves that I was pretty scared of and I felt like I had the energy to fight if I needed. And then after a couple beatings, it was still dangerous and I was like, if I get flogged here, beaten down and rolled around underwater, I don't have the energy in me to fight. And that feeling in a sense is that feeling of it's dangerous out here and I don't have the energy to fight back. Like I'll be at the bottom and not have energy to get up. I think it's a feeling thing and you just be smart with it. Like you've spent enough time in the water, especially as professional surfers, that you get the feeling when you can keep pushing through that danger or not. I think when you're in conditions that are like have you a bit fearful, you have one strong emotion that just hinders anything else. I get that that's there and I have a good understanding why it's there. It's to protect me and it 
creates adrenaline. So there's a lot of good that comes from fear. And I think understanding that gives me the power to push through. And I think it's just experiences of when I've pushed through the fear zone that really good things have happened and the best moments of my surfing have happened, which is cliche, but it's true. I think the more I talk about my own mental space, I find that I realize how much I suffocate myself and not create space in just wanting to strive every day because I want it so bad and like the dangling carrot at the end of trying to take every opportunity and be my best. You neglect yourself. Sometimes I can put myself in the boxes and not let myself just be free and shine. And then you learn as an athlete, it's quality over quantity. Obviously you got to work hard, but you don't have to work hard all the time if you're working smart. I think some surfers be a professional surfer and they leave life behind. There's things that can be done and said that are more important than chasing that wave across the world. You kind of have a really strong goal that's so easy to run away from so much because, fair enough, everyone around you would be like, oh, it makes sense. You're chasing that, but really you're running away from something. So I think it's just like always making sure you're like chasing the dream rather than running away from something behind. I think self-reflection is a huge part of just my personality trait and my journey of trying to be the best version of myself. I feel like I have a really good awareness around what is happening within myself and my brain and I'm super open to the positives and negatives. So I do think I'm someone that watches myself from another person. I think it is difficult to have the um, perspective on yourself in the water because I think you're just so in the moment of having to act on the here and now, what's in front of you, especially on a wave, that you don't have time to be caught in reflecting. You kind of reflect after a wave or paddling back out. But even then, it's pretty quick to change because an action's needed to be taken, either to dodge a big set or catch another wave or do whatever. But I think everything I've learned in the water is transitioned out of the water massively. I think it's more the awareness around the decision-making and that self-reflection of, okay, when I went to the food store or whatever, I couldn't make a decision between what I ate for dinner because I wanted to make the right decision for my health, which transitions in the water because sometimes you're sitting in a heat and you're like, do I go to that bank or that bank because you want the perfect one because you want the best outcome. I think comparing life to surfing would be that change is inevitable. Things don't last forever. So when a wave comes, for example, you can have the best session of your life and then the wind turns on shore, it changes and it's shitty. Or again, in life, you have expectations of how something's going to look and how something's going to taste or what something's going to be like. And then same in the water, how much a barrel is going to feel like you're in it forever and then you look at the clip and you didn't even get barreled. So it's like expectations are always being not met. I think the ocean's always moving and just like flowing in different ways and has so many different faces and so does life. Control the controllables, let go of the uncontrollables. Big goal this year, I feel like it's obviously to win a world title, to be in the Olympics, Paris 2024. But to be completely honest, I don't have set goals like that. I just strive to see how good I can get in my life and every day is an opportunity to put my best foot forward and take the opportunities as best as I can but while balancing sporting and job and career and lifestyle and living and being happy. It's very impressive how through her self-awareness and determination she has already achieved so much and also at such a young age. But that's all for this time. 
Don't forget, there's a whole store of uncut episodes now. See you next time.